everybody, and welcome inside Season 2 of the What You Need to Know podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We'll take an in-depth look of what's going on inside the program. This is Episode 3 of Season 2 of the What You Need to Know podcast and really this season, as if, you're, if you've listened to our first couple of episodes, you know the direction that I'm looking to head, and that is to let you guys hear from the players. We sat down with Kiana Moore last week, got to know what's going on right now in her life. She's applying for jobs for the FBI, for goodness sake, so could not be happier for the direction that Kiana Moore is heading. Uh, today, we're going to sit down with Denisha Provo, and later on throughout this podcast, we'll be sitting down with current players as well as former players at the University of Utah, like a Megan Huff, Erica Bean, Emily Potter, and more. So make sure that you stick around with us throughout this podcast. Now, today's guest, as I just mentioned, it will be Denisha Provo. Denisha came to the University of Utah from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada. She played a career 1,929 minutes in 95 games played in that crimson red wearing the number 23 for the University of Utah. She averaged 8.2 points per game. Uh, she made exactly 103 pointers, a career average of 31% from beyond the arc. And one of the big things that will always stick out in my mind from Denisha Provo is the leap that she made in her shooting percentage between her sophomore year and her junior year. If you remember back her sophomore year, she averaged three and a half points per game, made just 10 three-pointers, shot 15% from beyond the arc. The next year, averaged 12.3 points per game, made 44 three-pointers, and shot 40% from beyond the arc in uh, a difference of 25 percentage points for Denisha Provo. That just goes to show you the work ethic that Denisha has as she was able to seriously put that work in between her sophomore and junior years and came out with an absolutely splendid junior year. Uh, if you know the background of Denisha, you know that she started last season. It was actually supposed to be her senior year uh, during the 2018-2019 season. She tore her ACL in the second game of Pac-12 play. She then uh, sat out, obviously, for the rest of the year. She then went into the offseason unsure if she was going to be returning or if she was done with basketball. So the University of Utah, you know, just because they're incredible, they honored Denisha as a just-in-case. They were still hoping that she'd be able to come back, but they still honored her as though she was a departing senior. But as, obviously, you guys know, she was able to get that clearance, and so she came back and played one more year for the University of Utah. She made her return on December 14th against Nevada uh, and played throughout the rest of the season and uh, so could not be happier for Denise Provo as she was able to finish out her career at the University of Utah uh, as we just talked about a great three-point shooter 31% hit 100 threes while at the University of Utah wearing that number 23 so without further ado let's go ahead and welcome into the podcast Denise Provo Denisha how are you doing today I'm doing great how are you Doing good. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, taking time out of, I don't know if it's a busy day or not, but taking time out of your day and hopping on and doing this podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. How are you spending your time right now? What's going on in the life of Denisha Provo? Um, well, with everything going on right now, it's kind of hard to go out and be about your normal life. But for the most part, I'm just keeping busy, um, doing workouts and 
going for a run in the morning. Um, it's been nice to be with family right now. Um, not every, not all of my family just because of the self-isolation and stuff like that. So I've just been home quarantined and um, keeping on top of my online classes. That's kind of keeping me busy. Um, really not too much going on, but I get to spend a lot of time with my dog, Bentley, which is amazing. He's back here with me and um, just trying to keep busy for the most part. What courses are you taking right now? Um, so I'm actually doing another major, so sociology. So it's just a lot of like social classes. So I'll be able to get another degree in this May. That's great. Wonderful. Uh, your house right now, you said that you've, that you've kind of been by yourself. Who's at your house right now? Um, so the first two weeks when I got here, my little brother had to quarantine with me, Dante. He's seven years old. Um, just because my grandma, she has a lot of health issues and we just wanted it to be safe, make sure that I'm good and stuff like that. So he was here for the first two weeks, but right now it's just me and my dad and my dog just keeping busy and spending a lot of time together. Has it been good to kind of get some one-on-one time that you really probably didn't think that you would have with your dad? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of used to it just because he I've been with him for a while now, but it's been nice talking to him about future plans and what I want to do and how school's been. Just kind of that time that you wouldn't really get because he's normally always working or I'm always busy with schoolwork and stuff like that. So it's been really nice to spend some quality time with my dad. That's wonderful. Great stuff. This was kind of a uh, a, a comeback season for you, the 2019-2020 season. As you kind of look back and reflect on this last season that was, uh, what were some memories, maybe some highlights that stood out to you from this last season playing here at the University of Utah? Coming back was obviously like a true blessing, um, just being able to get another chance. But um, probably the highlight of the season is probably just being able to make it through the season without being hurt, so coming out healthy. Um, another one would probably be just never taking a game for granted, I guess. I didn't really realize that until I got hurt. So every moment I was out there, I just like gave it my all. <laughs> And um, just coming back with a great group of young girls, and they're extremely hard workers, and they're going to be really good in the few or in the next few years. But the highlight of the season probably have to be Hawaii, the team trip that we took there. That was definitely somewhere I always wanted to go. So I was happy that basketball was able to take me there. So that was the first time you've been to Hawaii, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always wanted to go, but never really had a reason to. I guess. <laughs> what was your favorite part about the trip? Probably the weather and the beach. And it was just really relaxing and it was very humid. But it was just like just being it feel like feeling like it was a vacation, but also being able to play two games. Well, I didn't actually didn't play those two games, but just to be there with the team and keep up with that. You're dead right. The weather was absolutely perfect for that. Oh, there were a couple of rainy days, but overall, whew, it was super nice. Uh, so as you think back, you made that return. Your first game back was December 14th. Right away, you had three steals. You were one for four from the floor. Uh, now, you kind of struggled a little bit coming back, trying to find your rhythm. But then you found it when we played against USC. We then traveled to Colorado where you guys had that record-setting performance. But you had a two-game performance where you dropped 31 points in those two days. You were shooting really good from the floor. You were 7 of 9 from the three-point line. Just how good did those experiences feel coming back from your injury, knowing you were struggling with your shot a little bit? 
Um, yeah, I feel like definitely going through an ACL injury and then trying to be a part of the team midway through season. Um, it was probably the hardest part for me trying to get into my groove. And I feel like I'm a very much rhythm player. Once I'm in rhythm, it's, I kind of find that joy within it. So I felt like those two games, I kind of felt like back to myself and in a rhythm where I had just gotten out of a slump and, um, it felt really good just to be able to have a few games where I felt like I was myself and felt like the old Denisha Provo defensively and offensively, obviously, but um, kind of wish and hope that my season went a little bit better than what it did my last year, but I'm just happy that I got a few games under my belt. Speaking of that Colorado game, obviously I just mentioned it. It was a record for the University of Utah. 16 made three-pointers in that game. What do you remember most about that game? Just how big was that rim, especially in the third quarter? You guys made eight three-pointers in the third quarter. I believe that also sent a school record as well. What do you remember most about that game? Um, I just remember that everything just clicked. Everybody, no matter who went in, they were able to score. Um just having that extra pass we were just playing so much as a team that if someone took one shot away someone else was getting a good shot and I felt like Colorado was just they had already beaten us in the first few I think it was the first conference game that had already beaten us so I felt like we just had that mindset of just coming in doing whatever it takes to beat them but I feel like we all Utah always plays well at Colorado I don't know what it is but um the room there just seems so big <laughs> when we go there. Speaking of another team that you play really well, uh, the the lone ranked win of the season came the last home game of the season, senior day uh, for you ladies. That was against Arizona State. Um, maybe not just that game, but throughout your career, what was it about Arizona State that you guys, that your team, that you – that you guys just were able to play with them so well despite how high they were ranked and despite how good of a team that they've been? Um, Yeah, that was definitely one of the games that's always been on my – I always get excited for them no matter what. But um, that game is super special because I had gotten um, – I had went down with the ACL injury my senior year, my regular senior year, and I was very hurt. And we lost on a buzzer beater. I think we lost on a buzzer beat the last two years to them, honestly. But um, At home we did. Yep, you're right. Yep. And then we had went there last year and we lost. We were up by like 20-something. They scored like 22 points and we only scored three in the fourth quarter. So um, I just feel like any loss to them, it was all we – we always had like a chip on our, sur- or our shoulder. So we felt like they're always going to be physical – like, no matter – they're ASU. They're always physical. So, we just went in, battled. Um, for me, personally, that's just a win that I always wanted to get back just to finish out my career uh, here at Utah. So, for it to be on senior night and get that win um, is pretty special. You know, Denisha, I did feel as though you guys played really well against them this year. and uh, Really throughout your whole entire career, those games were always back and forth. And so, I'm sure that was really exciting. I know it was exciting to watch it courtside. But I felt as though it kind of gave you guys a little bit of a boost as well. You know, just kind of erase the Los Angeles trips out of your mind for just a little while. And think about how you guys were able to play in the Pac-12 tournament. You played Washington really well minus the second quarter. And you came out and you had quite the game against Oregon as well. Again, minus the second quarter. But outside of that second quarter, you guys were phenomenal. 
Uh, how would you look at that Pac-12 tournament as your first Pac-12 tournament win since coming to, or really your first ever Pac-12 tournament win, and then playing what many believe would have been the national champions this year? Yeah, it was definitely a um, great experience. There is a great venue there. They did a great job. I felt like the Pac-12 um, with the fan base and the location and everything is really well organized. Um, the win against Washington was definitely a big one for us um, just because we lost. I didn't play last last year in the Pac-12 tournament with an injury, but um, losing to them last year kind of like made us just want to get – it's like we get another rematch against them this year, my senior year. And um, just getting that win over them was super um, exciting that we had bought it. But moving into um, – to play Oregon, we played them so tough. And I wish the outcome at the end was a little bit better, but we hung with them. Like, they're a great team. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, it was just really humble, a really humbling experience just to keep up with them and kind of just go in there as the underdog and give make basically give Oregon a game. I don't think they were expecting that, so kind of caught them off guard. But um, it was a great experience to play someone who's – potentially the national championship and one of the best players in the country, Sabrina. So I felt like that was the um, highlight of the Pac-12 tournament. If you look at the outcomes of that tournament, you guys played Oregon better than any other team did in that tournament. So that's something to hang your hats on as well. So obviously you spent, as I mentioned, five years with this team. Uh, What will you miss most about uh, not just the basketball side of it, but what will you miss most about being a part of this team? Um, just, I mean, it's kind of all I really know in the last five years, kind of part of who I am now. Um, met some great and amazing people um, at the University of Utah. Um, the thing that I probably miss most is just all the supportive people, like between the academic advisors, um, the community. Um, but I feel like the fans are probably the most that I'm going to really miss just because they've been there since I've been there. They watched me grow into like a young adult and um, they were always supportive during when I was hurt or when I was playing. It was just um, a memorable experience and those are people that will be in my life forever moving forward and follow me in the future. But um, the fans at Utah is just amazing. They're so, so much fun. Um, they're like family and I feel like that's probably what I'm going to miss the most about Utah. You know, they do have a good fan base. Obviously, you've seen it built. You've seen it really rise from when you first got there to where you are now. Um, how much, because I came, my first year was your first year that you started playing. I wasn't there for your transfer year. How much have, How much did you see it raise from when you were there as a redshirt sophomore to when you left as a redshirt senior? Yeah, definitely my redshirt sophomore, yeah, my redshirt sophomore year. It was like maybe 300, 400 people. But um, it was a new coaching staff, new team, like everything was so new. But I feel like once they saw that Utah kept getting better each year, they just kept coming. And I feel like last year was a big jump for the program and for the fans. Once anybody, if you can win games, people are going to come. I feel like that's the biggest thing. You have to win. Like, no matter who you are, where you're from, like, that's where I feel like that's where you get the fan base. When you start, so I felt like last year helped us a lot just because of the season that we had. And, um, probably the best team I ever played with, um, thankfully. And I was ha- it sucked that I got hurt, but that team, I had no doubt that we would have went to the NCAA um, if everyone was um, healthy and not injured. But 
I feel like last year helped us a lot just because the way we were playing, we were winning some tough games. We battled until the last minute. We beat Stanford, and um, by the end of it, yeah, it was sad that we didn't we lost in the Pac-12 tournament. But the fan base last year was, I feel like, helped a lot just because of so many games that we won and so many records that we built. So I feel like that helped with this year with the fan base. Like now, going finishing my senior year. Um, I feel like once you start winning, like, they're there. There's people in Utah, like, in Salt Lake City, you know, like, the people are there. It's not like you're in a college town, and there's not really many people in the um, community. But, um, yeah, the fan base definitely gotten bigger over the years, which was amazing. Now, step away from the court for just a little bit. Maybe. Heck, I don't know. What are some of your favorite memories about your time at college? Not just on the floor, but just your time at college. Um, probably I had met my redshirt year. I had met this little girl. Her name was Jace. I don't know if you remember her. She had cancer. Um, I was close with her for about two, three years. Um, we still talk every now and then, but just being able to see her, she, I think she had got diagnosed my, that year, the year before I had met her. And, um, just to see like how far she came and how much I impacted her life and just been there for her. Now she's cancer free, which is amazing. Um, just an opportunity like that, you just, not anybody's just going to be able to have the opportunity. Like they really need to trust you on and off the court. So her biggest, um, motivator was seeing me play and my biggest motivator with her was to see her become stronger into a young person that she is now. And now she's actually playing basketball, which is amazing. But I feel like overall experience, probably just being able to be close with Chase and her family. That's fantastic. I tell you what, that's one of those things that, you know, as clearly you were, I mean, it sounded like you were getting a little emotional even just talking about that as well. And we're doing a video chat so I could see that you were, you know, getting a little emotional as well. But um, that's one of those moments that you're going to be able to cherish your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really um, a great experience just to see that and be there for her. Now to continue on, uh, what would you say your greatest, and this might even be your answer, what you just gave, who knows, what would you say your greatest achievement uh, at college was, whether it was on the floor or off the floor? Overcoming adversity. Just being like not really playing my soft, my first year back in my redshirt year and having two great years. Um, took a lot of hard work and determination and just sticking with it every step of the way. But just overcoming adversities, like there's going to be hurdles in front of you and it depends on how you go about it. And I feel like, I mean, this can speak for Kiana as well. You just got to keep working hard and pray and everything will um, come out as you want. But um, then being being able to have two great years um, and then getting hurt, another part of adversity, just learning about myself and I mean, your body, my body as well, like how much it can take and how you can. Because, like, honestly, like when you have an ACL injury, you never know if you're going to be able to come back. Like, it's either you do or you don't. Or So I feel like just being able to come back from that injury and, like, finally be able to get back on the court was, like, a blessing to me. Like, obviously, I didn't play have the season that I wanted to, but just being able to play basketball and, I mean, get a few games under my belt. but. Just having that mindset in life and any career that I end up choosing after basketball, I kind of went through adversity and every job's going to have adversity. Your boss is always going to be on you. 
commitments, how you go about it. Like, are you just going to give up or are you going to work your tail off and do, get the job done? You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad that you said that that was kind of one of the things that you really relished the most was kind of how you were able to overcome adversity. One of the things that I will always remember uh, about you specifically, and I never saw this. This was never, I never had a front row seat at this. But the jump, the improvement that you made between your junior, or your sophomore year and your junior year, there was a huge jump, 25% from the three-point line per difference in as far as the numbers go. But I'd love for you to kind of take me behind the curtain a little bit and tell me about your off-season that year specifically to how you were able to come out and really, I mean, I think your points per game um, jumped like nine or ten points as well. What were you doing in that offseason specifically to give you the success that you had your junior year? I feel like a big part of that, um, being able not playing very much and then um, just working as hard as I could. Um, I think I had went with uh, Team, Cam- Team Canada that summer. Um, when I realized I didn't play that much my redshirt year, and then I played with Team Canada and the training camp there, I kind of I felt like helped prepare me for the season after that. Just because like we were playing games, we were practicing twice a day. Um, the coaching staff was amazing. Um, they were always in my ear about what I can work on, what where I'm going to get my shots, where I'm going to get my drives, and. But defense will take care of it. So it always emphasizes um, defense for me. Um, and I feel like after I played with them that summer, I went to Utah and I just had that mindset. And like, I was determined. Like, there's, I mean, it's still crazy to believe that I didn't even start my junior year, no matter how. And I was playing super well, which is kind of hard to believe. But um, I kind of just sat there patiently, prayed about it, worked hard, did whatever it took. And it sucks that it had to, someone had to get hurt for me to get into the starting lineup. But I feel like once I got in the starting lineup, I kind of built that confidence and that momentum. And um, I was playing my best basketball. And that junior year, um, played with the senior team. Uh, that summer, we went to China and Japan. And I had that same mindset. And then that gave me a great senior year. I was already determined. I was working like, I had that confidence. I had that swagger. Still sucks that I got hurt, but um, kind of just sticking with it. I feel like Canada basketball was a big part that helped me with their uh, coaching staff and telling me to work on little things and everything to work out. And um, I feel like that's a big reason why I had the season that I had the last two years. That's wonderful stuff. All right, Denisha, let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's step off the basketball floor for a little bit. Let's talk about you personally here. So. Um, let's say on the off chance that I showed up in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada one day, I had to ask you, all right, Denisha, I need you to tell me what are some must see sites that you have that are, that you need me to see. And then on top of that, I would like to, uh, I'd like to see some of the things that you did as a kid, where you hung out, kind of what you did, where would you take me? Um, I feel like the first place I would take you honestly would probably be where, my grandma um, lived just because I grew up there when I was little. Basketball court, they actually renovated it, and it's all nice, and that's where I go play. So I'll probably take you to the first place where I started playing basketball just to get that out of the way. Second place, I'll take you probably to Peggy's Cove, which is like um, it's like a lighthouse, and it's water. like It's so pretty, and it has like rocks. 
And then I would, of course, have to take you to Halifax, to the waterfront, where there's so many seafood restaurants, and it's amazing. <laughs> and just to see the water, they have food trucks on the water, too, down by um, Halifax waterfront. It's not too far from where I live. Um, and then the last place would probably take you fishing, just because I love to fish, and that's all I do in the summertime. But I can't do it now because they won't let us, but... There's a few spots, probably take you to a few beaches. Well, that's to tell you what, that's enough to go out and absolutely spend a few days. No doubt about that. That's great. Sounds like you had quite the childhood. Yep, it was a lot of fun. I love it here. Uh, speaking of your childhood, tell me about your family a little bit. Their names, what they're doing, your siblings. I'd love to know your family a little bit. Tell me about them. Um, so my mom, uh, Angela Provo, she works at a hotel and she's a manager there. Um, here, my dad, who's still a teacher, he loves cars. If you know my dad, you know he loves cars and basketball for the most part. Um, and then I have my older brother, who's Julius. He's currently in Toronto. He, he's been there for a few years, and he just works out there. He played basketball once upon a time, but currently retired. And then my little brother, Dante, who I feel like everybody knows at Utah, and he's seven now. He's just always happy, has so much energy all the time. And then my dog, obviously, he's part of my family, um, Bentley. He's still like multi-poo, and I love everything about him. He keeps me balanced and happy. One thing that I forgot to ask when we were talking about the basketball aspect of your life, and I'd love to kind of get this answer. Uh, obviously, you spent your first year of your career at Clemson. You then entered the transfer portal and you ended up at Utah. What was your process and how did you end up at the University of Utah? Um, Utah was, I feel like a big part of that was probably Emily Potter and Paige. Yeah, Paige was there. And I had already knew Kim and uh, Michelle. And they had nothing but good things to say about Utah. They loved the school, the university. They loved the city. It was in a great conference. Like, they had just entered the Pac-12 conference a few years ago. And um, Gavin, just because his wife is from Nova Scotia, and kind of had that little bit of a connection, too. Was like, oh, okay, like, that's cool. And But just the Canadian connection and everything that Otter and Paige told me about the fans and the city and how great the university is. So I just felt like I had the best of both worlds. Um Sadly, I when I had went took my visit to Utah, it was my last visit, and I literally took it for fun. Like, I had no intentions. Like I was already set on Michigan State going there, and um, just because it's closer to home, is a good conference. I've known the coach forever. My cousin was about to go there. It just seemed so perfect. But um, I had took Utah for a visit just to take it, and my mom wanted to come, so she came with me, and then I ended up loving it there. Okay, Denisha, you already talked about this already. You said you love to fish. What are some other things that you like to do? Love to fish, love to read. And I've been journaling a lot during this time just because I have the time and just reflecting on what I've been through. Um, I feel like my dog takes up a lot of my time just because he's been with me through my ACL injury and like he kind of gets me through my day. So probably walking him outside or going on a run with him. What's one thing that a lot of people don't know about Denisha Provo? I mean, I love to cook and I can cook, but 
That, those are for people. That's something that a lot of people don't know, but my teammates and friends know that. So I don't know if that counts. But I'm Absolutely. Really okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a really good cook. I like to cook a lot. My mom taught me how to cook a lot of things. And then my dad's side, he's Dominican. So my grandma had taught me how to make some Dominican dishes. So and it makes me happy. So what are you known for? What's the dish that if I were to say, okay, Denisha, uh, I, I need you to make me your all-time favorite dish, the best dish that you make. What is your go-to? It probably have to be lasagna or clam chowder. But I have to be in Nova Scotia to make the clam chowder because the seafood here is way better. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's one. Uh, that's wonderful. Now, now the big question here: What are your plans now? Uh, you've graduated from the University of Utah. Obviously, you just talked about that you're doing some extra classes and you're and you're getting uh, another degree. What? What are your plans now that you are done with college? Um, so my plans now, I feel like it's kind of like put a hold, I mean, on everyone. Like you're kind of in the unknown. But, I mean, if I had graduated, I was still in Utah until May. Um, I was going to do a girls basketball camp here. And I had a few sponsorships, so it made it free for the girls to come to and participate and just give them the opportunity. It's just something I always wanted to do. And a lot of people from here always ask me, when are you going to do a basketball camp? When are like, there's so many girls that want to do it. Like, so I feel like that's what I was going to do in May. I don't know if it's going to happen now, but if we're back in June, July, then I'll just postpone it and do it during the, uh, those dates. But do girls camp, just train all summer. Um, I was supposed to go to the training camp for the Olympic team for this year, but now that it's postponed, um, it's kind of like up in the air. So hopefully I can um, go to that training camp and train with the national team and hopefully have a chance at the Olympics or even a spot do that. And then this coming fall is mostly just deciding on where I want to go play overseas and yeah always been a dream just to go overseas so i'll probably just go overseas for a few years play a couple of years and yeah that's my plan for after being done here that's terrific i love that all right denisha i will end with this and i talked about this with kiana as well and i'd love to, to get your thought i thought she answered it perfectly wonderfully uh, one of the things that really I've come to love about women's sports as a whole, not just basketball, not just at Utah, but it is definitely something that is prominent at the University of Utah. And that is that after every game, fans can come down, and you even talked about this, that you've gotten to know the fans a lot, but fans can come down after the game, whether you guys win or whether you guys lose, and they get to meet you. They get to shake your hands. I don't know if that's still the case right now, uh, but they'd really get to know you guys far more than they'd be able to meet, like the men's team, for example. Uh, what I would love to know from from you, uh, being an example to the young and upcoming generation of girls basketball players, what's some advice that you'd give to these young women who want to play college basketball? And uh, like you talked about, how you want to you know continue your career play professionally overseas uh, to potentially be a professional basketball player I feel like going through the path that I went through and things that I had wish I had someone that I could look up and give me advice which I didn't really I had my dad but that's different I kind of really wish I had someone that I could just talk to that already went through it but advice that I would give um a young female well any athlete actually um 
going if you want to play professional or you want to go to college or you want to play in high school no matter what level you're at um just to always work hard and keep your grades up and respect others um I feel like those are the three things that I always live by is you can work hard if you really want it then you kind of have to go take it like nobody's handed the opportunity if you don't put in the work um and I kind of learned that the hard way, um, just because I wasn't very good at first. And my dad kind of just told me as it was, was like, if you want to, if you want to play college basketball or you want to play, if you want to go to the States and play high school there, like you need to fit in the work. And, um, he preached that to me at a very young age. I always had that work ethic. And then, um, keep your grades up. Um, you can't really make it anywhere in life or in general, if you don't keep your grades up, like you need school, like. You're not going to play basketball forever. Like, you need to have a backup plan after you're done. You just can't rely on basketball. I mean, male athletes can, but I feel like women athletes, you kind of need a plan B. So just keeping your grades up and then respect others. Um, there's going to be some people that are going to try to get in your way and think that you can't succeed or don't think you're going to make it. But um, if you believe in yourself, Nobody can stop you from accomplishing anything in life. And um, I feel like for a little girl, like, you need to expect that there's going to be a lot of disrespectful people that think women's sports are not it or you don't make as much as long as you love it and you put in the time and work, like, the things are going to happen. You just have to be an advocate for the women's side of sports. So I feel like that's something that I would tell them. That's fantastic. And what a great way to end this show no doubt about that denisha seriously thank you so very much um gave us some wonderful information on what you're doing right now and you know the goals that you have uh for your upcoming life and you know really thank you so very much for coming on the show and be willing to do this and for that last little bit as well um for giving little uh advice to those young up and coming uh you know as you just mentioned not just girls but boys as well um, to you know, to work hard, to keep your grades up. That's just wonderful stuff. So seriously, thank you so very much, um, and love to see. You. I'm super excited to see where where you end up. Thank you for having me. That is Denisha Provo, marvelous person, a great basketball player. Really excited to see where she, as I just mentioned, to see where she ends up in life. Really, just could not be more grateful for her spending time. And coming on our show today and giving us a little look into her life, what she's going through right now, and where she hopes to be in the next couple of years. Uh, That is Denisha Provo. She wore the number 23 for your Utah Utes, the departing senior from Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, Canada, Denisha Provo. Coming up next week on the What You Need to Know podcast, we will shift gears to the players currently on the roster for next season. We'll start with the upcoming sophomores. We will go in alphabetical order. So we will start with Kemri Martin, and then we'll get in touch with Brenna Maxwell, followed with Lola Pendande. After that, we will then go into the juniors again in alphabetical order, round out with the seniors. We will then have the opportunity to introduce the freshmen to you on this young upcoming team for next year's program. Now, unless you've been hiding under a rock for the last little while, you understand that next season will be the highest recruiting class in Utah women's basketball history with a top 20 recruiting class. So you'll obviously want to make sure to stick around for those as well. With that being said, it does give us the opportunity 
to talk about some news that came across the wire earlier this week. That is that Kelsey Reese, a 6'5 post player from South Australia, will be joining the roster next season. She will be a freshman next year for this young and talented University of Utah. This will fill a void that Utah was searching for. So obviously wonderful to see that Kelsey Reese will be joining the program next year. Congratulations to Kelsey and congratulations to this incredible staff at the University of Utah. Head coach Lynn Roberts leading an incredible uh, staff up there. Cannot be more thrilled for both Kelsey Reese and this program. This is the What You Need to Know podcast. I'm Tyson Ewing. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Be sure to catch us on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean.com, as well as the Podbean app, and online at utahuse.com. Again, thank you to Denisha Provo for joining us today. Next week, we'll sit down with the six-foot outgoing freshman incoming sophomore guard from Sandy, Utah, Kemri Martin. Have a wonderful week. We will catch you next week as this is the What You Need to Know podcast. And as always, go you.